Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka and Ryan Huang. It's time now for the bigger picture. Of course, on a Monday, we really take a look at the week ahead. Quite a few key points to take note of, quite a bit for investors to navigate through. Yeah, quite a full plate of stuff. And let's look at a couple of things. You've got the US midterms coming tomorrow. You've got inflation data from US later in the week. Trade data today from China. Also, those reopening rumors, yes or no, that goes back and forth. And of course, on the earnings front, a couple of interesting companies to dive into. Let's unpack it all with Charu Chanana. She is the market strategist for Sexo Capital Markets in Singapore. Morning, Charu. Happy Monday. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Hey, Charu. Glad you have you on. Now, let's talk about how markets are setting up for the week by maybe looking at some of the recent data. In the US, we had a mixed bag when it came to the labor market. Last Friday, we saw a jobs growth stronger than expected, 261,000. But unemployment rate moving higher as well to 3.7%. Going into this week, what are we seeing markets uh, being set up with? Yes, exactly. So, you know, with that mixed uh, jobs report and with the Fed's focus being a lot more on data now to kind of determine the size of rate hikes that we will see in the next few meetings, I think it is important to watch what we have this week, uh, especially because we do have the U.S. inflation numbers coming out. And I think the few key things for the inflation number would be the headline, whether it is, you know, above or below that 8% mark. Expectations are for around 7.9% right now. But if we do see it above 8% again, you know, I think that will mean some further upward repricing in the Fed path. So that's important. But beyond that, I think also important to watch the core measure, which again, the consensus is expecting around 0.5%. But, you know, you really need to have it down to around 0.2% or so to really bring inflation down to the 2% level that the Fed targets. Uh, And I think the last thing to watch there would be how the sticky components are doing, you know, the shelter costs and the service costs. And, you know, are they really, uh, you know, taking that turn lower? Because unless that happens, really, inflation is not going to come. So that will be certainly important for markets this week. Yeah, Charles, let's talk about that fat path that you mentioned, right? Where are we on track for right now? Because we had Jerome Powell recently talking about how rates won't go away anytime soon. It's not going to pivot because of what's happening on the inflation front. So for December, what are we looking out for? when it comes to hike rate size? You know, I think Powell really delivered a very strong message last week where I think the essence is that it's no more about the journey. It's about the destination. So it's not, you know, important really to look at whether we get a 50, 75 in December, uh, but it's more important as to, you know, look at where we get to. And, you know, the markets are now pricing in about 5.1% terminal rate for next year, which is, I think, uh, you know, still above, you know, of course, the September dot plot. Again, this this last week's meeting, they've already hinted that they are going to get above that. So around 5% level is, I think, what I was looking at. But now, now we're, we're, markets are already ahead of that. So I think it's important to watch how these inflation numbers and we have another round of labor data and another round of inflation before the next Fed meeting. Where do they get us um, in terms of the terminal rate pricing and how many rate cuts are priced for next year? I think that's important to watch. Yeah, so basically you could be in for more hikes but smaller sizes. So something to look out for down the road. <laughs> and looking at what's down the road, we've got some CPI data out from China. Also, a lot of reopening chatter happening. What's the latest? So, yeah, in terms of reopening, I think you did cover it um, quite well earlier in in terms of saying that, you know, 
I think it's causing a lot of volatility because, you know, expectations build up and then authorities come down and say that, you know, they are not going to fully reopen. So I think uh, the two key things here is, of course, that, you know, I think China is not going to like open up overnight. Mm. It's uh, you know, they are kind of still looking at sticking by a dynamic zero COVID policy. They might continue to introduce a lot more flexibility around it. So, you know, less quarantine days or less uh, requirements for PCR tests and all. Uh, we also had over the weekend the health ministry saying that they will continue to make their measures a lot more you know easier so that the lockdowns are not as protracted. So they are, I think, focusing on having a basic level of consumption recovery there. So that will continue. But again, like I said, it's not going to be like overnight we'll see China open up. So it's going to be a slow process there. And um, in terms of uh, China CPI, Mm-hmm. I think obviously most important to watch is the food uh, prices. I think there might be some stabilization there, especially because of the pork prices being particularly tamed by the Chinese government. But still, we did have a lot of lockdowns ahead of that CCP meeting, you know, this last month. And then that does mean that consumption will continue to be curtailed as well. So we should be looking at a lower CPI number. Right. Inflation data for China out on Wednesday, previously at 2.8% year on year. Latest consensus forecast at 2.5%. And looking at some of the earnings, Charu, that will be coming out this week, what catches your eye? So I think we are in this uh, final leg of the earnings uh, uh, outcomes now. I think uh, the one key highlight that uh, you know we at Saxo have noted in this Q3 earnings season, and this is something we had warned about also earlier to our clients, is the margin pressure. I think that has really been a lot more intense than what was expected by analysts. So I think we are going to kind of see the continuation of that story this week as well. We have, uh, you know, say, for example, I think the key to watch will be Walt Disney, uh, which reports on Tuesday aftermarket. So we would see potentially, I mean, uh, the consensus is that revenue growth should be up 15%, but, um, you know, EBITDA margins will likely be down. So I think, again, that will continue to highlight some ongoing margin pressures there. Similarly, we also have Adidas. I think that's important, again, to track how consumers spend is uh, still shaping up because I think that's really one uh, part of the economy that's holding up well right now. And I think lastly, I'll also be watching the EV space. We have Rivian and we have Neo, uh, I think, reporting this week. So that will be also important to watch. I think. And Charu, just to wrap things up, you've got your eye on the UK as well. Are we in for some bad news? Um, I think, yeah, um, the UK certainly, it certainly seems like it is already in a recession, right? I mean, we did have an August GDP number that was negative. Um, and we do have Q3 GDP coming out this week as well. You know, we have a cost of living crisis, but at the same time, we have monetary policy that is tightening and even the fiscal policy that cannot loosen now because we did see the impact of that on the guilt market in September when we had some, you know, major announcements. So I think, um, yeah, so I think uh, this GDP number this week could particularly confirm that the UK is already in a recession. But I think, uh, and it's very important to see what Sterling is doing. Sterling is still holding up quite well with a lot of Bank of England hikes priced in, even though they are saying they're not going to be as aggressive. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, potentially a lot of good news has already been priced in, into the Sterling and we need to see how that kind of reverses back. So that's a major risk factor I think I'm going to continue to watch this week. Yeah, Sterling is down over 1% in the past week and down 16% year on year. So that'll be one to watch. I've been sharing Charu Chanana. She is the market strategist for Sexo Capital Markets in Singapore. Charu, thanks for your time again. 
It was a pleasure. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.